Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Hello, friends, and thank you so much for clicking on Minnesota. Oh, I don't even know what Minnesota this is. I think it's 23 now. I think this is Minnesota 23 of this show. I basically decided that I'm only going to do the Minnesotes as they come in because I didn't want to put the pressure on myself to do them as they every week. They might actually be every two weeks because then people will have more time to write things in. I'm not So I think every two weeks we'll do a Minnesota. Because then then all the, all the pressure's off for everyone. But this is Minnesota 23 of this show. Yeah, woo! Um, thank you for writing in the things. And I got a really cute letter. But if you're listening and you're like, if you just started and you're doing the back catalog of our 102 episodes. Uh, and you're like, what is a Minnesota? Minnesota is a tiny little morsel of awesomeness that... Uh, that accompanies the full Minnesota's where you write in your feelings about disability, whatever they are, and I read them back to you with hilarious speculation about disability as a disabled person. And we talk through stuff that you write. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're serious, sometimes they're both, and it can be a good time. So if you want to write in a Minnesota, send your Minnesota ideas to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. But I want to tell you about today's Minnesota because it's a pretty good one. This email starts out, I love you slash Minnesota question mark. Awesome. I love emails that start out, I love you. Amazing. That's great. It says, hi, Andrew. First of all, I have to tell you how much I adore you and your work and how much joy you bring to my disabled life. Oh, that's so sweet. I spend a lot of time in bed. Brackets with my chronic illnesses and not fuck buddies, unfortunately. Boo! And your podcast is the best company. Thank you, thank you, thank you for providing me that, for providing that to me, and I'm sure so, so many other listeners. Oh, well, I hope that I'm providing reach and people like my stuff, but I really am thankful that you do, and I really appreciate that. And also, to the person who is choosing to remain anonymous, I have also spent a lot of time in bed with chronic illness and disability and not fuck buddies. So I, I feel you, although I'm starting to get in bed with fuck buddies more and more. So maybe a little change for you? Fingers crossed. They say, I thought of a silly, se- a silly sexuality and disability related story that you can either share as a Minnesota or laugh freely at your own if you want. Guess what, anonymous? I am putting it in as a Minnesota right this very second. Are you ready? Get ready. Also, if you do it for Minnesota, I'd love to stay anonymous and be referred to with they, them pronouns, please. Thank you for giving me a pronoun check-in, anonymous. It's always important for me to be checking in with that, so I appreciate that. So, they say, so I have EDS, which is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, and IBS, Irritable Bowel Syndrome, and CRP, 
FPS, which I just looked up right now, and is gonna look it up again. It's for those who don't know, chronic well, no complex regional pain syndrome, and it's a chronic condition lasting greater than six months that most often affects one limb, arm, leg, hand, foot. Usually after after an injury, it can be caused by nerve damage or malfunction of the nervous system. Extra fun, Anonymous. Extra fun. They go on to say they also have POTS, which I also looked up. And POTS is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which is a condition in which the changing from lying to standing causes a normally large increase in heart rate. This occurs with symptoms that may include lightheadedness, trouble thinking, blurry vision, or weakness. Ooh, that sounds really fun. That sounds super awesome. So, they say I have EDS and IBS and CRPS and POTS and other fun acronyms that cause all sorts of pain and mischief in my body. And one of those things is pretty intense genital pain or vulvodynia for my body. Hilarious already, right? JK. Oh, Anonymous, we're all laughing for you on the inside. All of your chronically ill, disabled, spoony friends are giggling with you so, so hard. Ha 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 ha! ha. The comedy of, of chronic illness. That was, of course, sarcasm. I understand I understand the struggle of definitely one of those things, because I, too, have IBS. So I feel you. I feel you. They continue. I was told to go to a, quote, women's health physical therapist, and I was like, what the fuck is that? That sounds terrifying. And it totally was. Is it terrifying? I've never heard what a women's... <laughs> I have a bit of a cold, sorry. I've never heard what a woman's health physical therapist is. Is that like a pelvic floor doctor? Because I know what those are, but never have I been with a to, to a women's health physical therapist. Uh, they say, for some reason, no matter how gay I look, medical providers always assume that I'm straight or at least fucking cis men. So I spent most of the appointment with the, with the therapist's hands inside me, which hurts like holy hell, in brackets. Well, she told me about the dilation techniques to accommodate my, quote, husband's penis size, even showing me different plastic dilators and asking me to choose a goal size to match my fictional cis husband's cis penis. Oh dear, I'm so sorry that she was so, so into the binary. I'm so sorry. So, I'm, that sucks that I apologize. It's 2018. Nobody should assume shit anymore. So they continue. I couldn't take it at that point, and I blurted out, I'm queer, actually, and I don't have penetrative sex, but if I do, it's a very adjustable situation. Good for you. That takes That takes guts. I would not know... I don't know if I would be as strong to do that to somebody and like just lay it out there. I think that I would, but who the fuck knows. So, congrats. They continued. She laughed uncomfortably for a while and ended the appointment by giving me a sheet of information about how to purchase various objects to help increase the girth I'm able to be penetrated by. I was not into that idea, but there was some other info about vibration helping to desensitize the pain I experienced. So I was like, fuck it, I'll buy a vibrator. I'm really picky about textures on my skin because of my nerve sensitivity, so I wanted to feel the vibrator in my hand before I bought it. Unfortunately, my local badass feminist sex shop 
is completely inaccessible, like up 50 super steep old rickety stairs and a 300-pound medieval wooden door inaccessible. Oh, fuck. Why? Why do you need a medieval door in the sex shop? Is it to be, like, cool and edgy? Fuck. Um, so I called them, and I was like, help me, because I have... Because people with disabilities fuck, too. <laughs> so funny. And they were like, sure, sure, let me describe every vibrator in the store to you in detail over the phone. And even send you some pictures of them from our personal cell phones so you have a sense of size and scale. Which is pretty cool to them, but fuck, you should have an accessible store. Damn right. But I will say that when stores know they're not accessible and are doing their best to try, that does say something. But I agree. Get rid of the fucking medieval door and put a door with a button in and get rid of the stairs and figure shit out. They let me pay over the over the phone and help me and met me out front on the busy sidewalk with a paper bag full of lube, batteries, and a vibrator. I figured out later that I could tolerate the vibration and was able to come again on my own after losing most of the dexterity in my fucking hand. The hand I used to fuck. I'm not insulting my hand there. Amazing. I was worried that the physical therapist was going to ask me to use the vibrator in our next session, and I had it in my pocket the whole day because she asked me to bring it. LOL. But she didn't. Okay, first, I want to... I want to congratulate you on on being able to come again after losing dexterity. I know specifically from having trouble with my own joints and hands because of CP how tough it is to to be able to sometimes make yourself come. Uh, so fucking congrats and good for you. Um, and so lastly, they continue, and I did and still do get to masturbate as much as possible. And say that it's a medically necessary doctor's orders. Thanks for listening. I hope your show goes on for 1,000 more episodes. Love, anonymously queer and disabled. That should be an episode of the show or an episode of Minnesota where I just bring together all the anonymous people that don't want to announce themselves and call it anonymously queer and disabled or a t-shirt or something. Amazing. This is so cool. But uh, thank you, anonymous. I hope... I hope that uh, you liked hearing your stuff, and I really think that you should put me in touch with your badass sex store, and I will maybe do some Skype stuff for them and explain why their door is needs to be more accessible. And then, now I want to sh- shift gears a little bit to another email string that I got. And then I want to bring up, because I felt for this person right away when they sent me this email, I didn't know, I, I, I got this email in my inbox the other day, and I had to really think on it how to help this, this person. Their name is Leo, and they've agreed to let me read this in for the Minnesota. They sent me an email to my, just my, through my website, and they just said, how do I express my sexuality? Question mark. Hi, Andrew. I'm inspired by your ability to express yourself, to express your sexuality as a disabled man. I'm currently dealing with a lot of sexual frustration, porn addiction, and other bad habits. My problem is I have a hard time expressing my concerns, and since I need help with every part of my life, I'm afraid of everyone knowing. It doesn't help that even though they're supportive, my parents are old-fashioned, so the embarrassment stops me. I want to know if you've ever dealt with similar problems in society and how you get over it. Leo. 
So then I sent Leo some more email questions back and forth just to figure out like how I could help him um, and what I could do. And he, he wrote me back and said, Hi, Andrew. Thanks for getting back to me. Sure, I can tell you anything you need to know. My disability is Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. I've said basically everything about my sexual frustration. It's gotten to the point I spend three hours a day on porn and fantasize about it all day. Over the last two years, I'm easily losing energy and my interest in things is and my interest in many things and dropped out of college when I was already halfway through the program, journalism, saying it was due to fatigue. I currently live with my parents at home and a PSW comes weekdays. I've thought about moving out, but not sure yet. What I want is a non-judgmental place where I can learn about my sexuality and physical needs. I heard about an event you were part of a couple years ago, incorporating sex and disability. I can't remember what it was called. And so I wrote him back and said, you know what, this is, I want to help you and I have some ideas. But I want to put it out to our community because I'm, I, I think there are community members who could help you. And so I said, can I use can I use this question for a minute? But I was trying very carefully not to exploit him for the show. But I wanted to I wanted to bring this to the community because he brings up a lot of stuff about about his about porn addiction, about his family, about that kind of stuff. And I, so. He said sure, and he, he also wants to be connected to community members. So let me go to his, um, to some of the things that he talks about. Oh, and then there was one more email, which I'll, which I'll read quickly. He says, thanks, I'd like to be connected to your friend. Porn pretty much makes me feel the same as anyone else. Some good, but also guilty. It's frustrating that I don't, that it doesn't represent my situation most of the time. My mom is understanding I may need to masturbate, so she will set up my arm so I can do it. However, I have Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, and my condition continues to worsen, so self-pleasure has become almost impossible recently, and I don't know how much longer I can. So then I told him about my issues with, uh, my issues with muscles with having CP, and I immediately thought of my good friend, Amin Lakani for this episode. Amin, if you're listening to this minisode, please reach out to me. I want to connect you to Leo because I... So many things this brings up. Leo, I think you should talk to your parents more about what your needs are and how you're feeling. And I think you should... I would recommend Leo going on Twitter and looking for community that way. There are not a lot of physical spaces where... Disabled people can go and talk about their sexuality and their needs. But I know that there are so many people on Twitter who would be willing to work, to talk to you and, and work with you and, and bring you in as a part of community to talk about this stuff. I don't think that you, I don't necessarily know if you have actual porn addiction. You might just be frustrated because you need an outlet to feel sexual. And if that's, if porn does that for you, that's okay. Um, you may just want to talk to somebody, somebody on Twitter about how you are feeling. And I would love to connect you with Amin Lakani, the dating coach on wheels. I mean, again, if you're listening, get in touch, please. Uh, I don't think that you are a bad person. I don't think that you should feel guilty about having any of these feelings. 
I think you are just going through what so many of us with disabilities go through, trying to navigate sexuality in an ableist world, and that's okay. It's okay you're feeling this way, and it's okay that it's, it's also okay to be frustrated that your you f- might feel like your body is betraying you with your Duchesne's. You know, as your as your abilities change, it might feel very angering, and that's okay. And you need to find community to talk about that stuff, which is why I want to set you up with Amin, because I think he would be a great resource for you. Um, but I think you know you you have community in this podcast. You have community in me. Everything you're feeling is okay. As a disabled person, you're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to watch porn. You, But I don't necessarily, like I said, I don't know if I believe that your porn is an addiction per se. I think you're just trying to figure out how sex, disability, and the body go together. And you need an outlet. And I, I am thankful that your mom helps you out in the way that she can to self-pleasure as you can right now. I think that's great. I think you should talk to her also a little bit about how you're feeling and about what independence means for you. You talk in your emails about wanting to move out, and I know that can be super difficult when you're disabled, but I'd love to hear more of your reasons why and what what moving out and what independence would mean for you, both as a sexual being and as a disabled person. I want you to talk about you're one for independence in these ways. And I, I know how frustrating that can be. So I want to say to you, Leo, that you're not alone. You're Nothing is wrong with you. You are a sexy, vibrant, disabled person. And thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with me. I, I hope that my disconnected ramblings kind of gave you some hope there. I will connect you with my friend Amin Lakani, the dating coach on wheels. Hopefully he can guide you with some thoughts and some solutions for how you're feeling. But I think you should definitely hop on Twitter and look for look for the disabled fam talking about sexuality. We're vibrant there. It's an important community, and we will definitely be there to assist you. All right, friends, that's how you do it. That's the Minnesota number 23 right there. You write in your feelings about disability, anything disability-related, and I read them back to you in hilarious fashion, or I give you advice where I can. If you have a story for a Minnesota, a letter for a Minnesota, something you want to say for a Minnesota, we're going to do them now every two weeks, uh, so you can send in your thoughts and feelings and all the things to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. I read them all personally, and then I will record yours when I get them in, but in order for that to work, you have to send me in the Minnesotes. So, flood the inbox with your feelings, and that's it. We will see you Friday for a full-length episode. This one I just recorded tonight. It's really fun. It's about seasonal sex tips when you're disabled. Hilarious things come out of my mouth in this one, for sure. And also, I introduce you to a new project that I'm working on, so stay tuned for that. Okay, that's it. Thanks. Bye. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright Crippled Content Creations 2018